1: Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo of feathery, weather, and weather, in any season to see the Eagles eat teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese is Philadelphia. when Zach kicking it cooler than two. Zach runs off with his valet key. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some. Where's we friends? Bullshit. Zach coming at you with sets and things flapping their wings on. How do you have
0: time to consume all this
1: content? You're listening to Dave
2: Spadaro <laughs> interviews. I, I take a morning bike ride right? and I just. Oh, oh, it well, oh I want to oh, hear more about that, flag, but go yeah, ahead. No, the Schuylkill Trail. I, I,
1: oh, right. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. But, yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Audio only. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn after Saturday's morning practice practice number seven for our eyes we're here to talk about it we'll have a quactus report i have to probably decide if we're gonna find some more zb culture corner questions haven't thought about that it's too late now and uh we'll we'll talk about some big picture takeaways through the first week and a half of training camp who's changed our mind are there any things that maybe we hadn't considered that are uh, creeping to the forefront of uh, what's going on here. But uh, we start, uh, Marissa, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great. You're throwing me off, but I'm muted. So like, I'm expecting you to go to Zach. But... You're a part of the
2: podcast. <laughs> you should be first.
3: Yeah. No, I absolutely should not. Um, I'm doing good. How about you guys? How, was how excited
1: is Michael for the joint practices?
3: Um, I honestly haven't talked to him about it, but I'm super <laughs> excited. I one bet. day at a
2: time. He needs to stack days right yeah, now. Yeah, right? one that's day at a time. time, that's right. That's what, like, I how think did they, I get better give... today? Yeah, I think they they give like the Eagles players notes on what to say, and it's like you know just just day by day stacking days, right? Yep. That that's like the the phrase this year. Yep.
3: Exactly. So. And, and Zach, how was death. your
2: how was your day off? Uh, it was uh, it was nice. I I need to admit I'm I'm not saying that. Oh, well, I was gonna say I'm not saying this to pander. I can't pander to my co-hosts, but I I enjoy being able to talk to you guys every day. So on the days off we're not doing a pod I, hmm. I i don't get the pre-pod banter i was watching um sports center the other day at, or some espn show and they were talking about what they said between the commercial breaks right they were it was about like jeff Passon and jeff darlington and uh and then so i jeffs. think stage and then sage steel said jeffs. what's that just a couple jeffs huh? yes you know. and then sage Steele was was saying like that's off the record be- between the commercial breaks or, or something of that nature, and I was thinking I'm glad we don't record before and after shows, right? Because yeah, that's that's off the record sometimes. Yeah. Did you go uh, podcast heavy or book heavy with your day off? I did some driving, so podcast heavy on the drive, and then I started reading Jason's Reed I started reading Jason Reed's book. Mm. Um, so good book, good good Eagles uh, Nuggets. I I I uh, I told Bo this, or I texted Bo this. Um, I go into the index uh, before I started. I wanted to see if there was anything specific on on Jalen Hurts, right? And so I, I go to the H section, and there's there's no Jalen Hurts, but there's Hayden Hurst. <laughs> um, and uh, because Hayden Hurst, I imagine, uh, you know, the Lamar Jackson trailer, He has right? good
1: perspective on on being no, in the, the league <laughs> back when the, the the league was first integrated.
2: <laughs> so in any event, uh, the the, the Parts that I've read so far have been good, and I look forward to finishing that book. But I was podcast heavy. I listened to our old friend Shield. I listened to uh, our podcast um, from. I, so I sound like a coach here. Is this shouldn't be this way, but it is this way during training camp, where you lose track of the days. Yes, right. You don't know what what day it is specifically. So, uh, like yesterday seemed like a like a, a Saturday because we didn't have practice, but it was a Friday. So um, from Thursday's podcast, I listened to Thursday's podcast.
1: Okay. And do you have, did you have any notes that we need to work on?
2: I have notes I need to work on Mm. and I hope I've already started to incorporate them. Uh, There are times when I'm not concise with my language. I I want better economy of words and I'm trying to be uh, more prudent about that.
1: It's too bad this is not a uh, this is not a live video show because I feel like you have a very striking five o'clock shadow working today that's like <laughs> ruggedly handsome.
2: <laughs> I I did not shave this morning. That is true. I did not shave. So typically, I shave and I did not today. It's so like hard
1: edge like, ZB, looking good.
2: I appreciate that. No, I I said to Emily this morning. I, I said, is this unprofessional? And she's like, no, she, yeah, she said, she said, she said go no, again, it's a weekend. All
1: kinds of lumberjacks wear their hair like that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't shave this morning
2: either. I'm the same. Thank you.
3: Uh, yeah, you, you, muted, you, muted. You, you.
2: You muted yourself. You got so excited about that point that you put it on on mute. I can feel it. So anyways, the Eagles practice today <laughs> as. Wait, I, I we still go to the Stone you're, Cold Newsman? You're still, you're still muted. Yes, this will be a good Hold time. On.
3: We got to go to the Stone Cold Newsman, even though, uh, Bo's not here. Let me. Let me. Uh. Wait. Hold on. What does Bo say? Oh. Okay. Hold on. We have a live report from. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> the newest injury for the Eagles is Boston Scott with a concussion. Boston Scott is the third player on the Eagles to sustain a concussion during training camp, joining Andre Dillard and Jordan Maialata. Andre Dillard and Jordan Maialata were on the sideline during practice, not yet participating, still in the concussion protocol. Devontae Smith with a groin injury, Greg Ward with a toe injury, Grant Calcaterra with a hamstring injury. We've spoken about all three of those players before. Those are previously known injuries, but they were out of practice today. Uh, limited at practice was cornerback Mac McCain. So though that's your injury update. Uh, as far as some other kind of news and, and and notes for this segment, I would say Zach Paschal, back at practice, as we've seen, uh, spoke to him afterwards. He would not recommend food poisoning. He would not wish food poisoning on anyone. Uh, he lost 16 pounds. Whoa. Wow. That's
3: insane. I saw that tweet. I couldn't believe Yeah, that. Six,
2: 16 oh. pounds. And the culprit, by the way, was a quesadilla with uh had some type of bacteria in the meat that uh, caused him to like a chicken have a, quesadilla? a rough, what kind of meat. Did a he rough, say? Few, a rough few days. I I need to look it up. I don't want to misquote him there. But yeah, he he talked about the quesadilla and then he from also from the facility. He did not mention where it mm. was from. I said to him, I saw you out there one day and then not the next. Yeah, he thought he was better, but. It came back, right? So it was a. Yikes! He would not wish it on anyone, but he's he's back now. He's he's feeling better, and we saw him at practice. Anyways, that is your update as far as injuries go. Back to you on the desk.
1: Hey, thanks, Zach. We'll talk to you later uh, in the show. Uh, all right let's let's talk uh let's talk quiet this report what uh you're the notes man today you're mm-hmm. you're writing it up so uh let's let's synthesize these notes for you what uh what jumped out to you what were your big takeaways let's start on the offensive side of the ball
2: well so two plays on offense that would would jump out jalen hurts had an incompletion to aj brown i think by where you where, where you were standing i wasn't standing with you there but i think i saw you in the corner you were with a, with a, f- a few other reporters uh, this was right in front of you. Hey, this was the corner of the end zone. I thought Jalen Hurts put the ball in a perfect spot to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown appeared to drop it. Did his hands go up late? Did he bobble it? What specifically? This Was How it in one-on-ones? No, this was team.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, Darius Slay got his hand on it. He, he oh, Slay got, got his, hand his hand on it.
2: Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was on the sideline. And I, I was on – so that pass was away from me. I'm glad you clarified that. I thought uh, that it was bobbled by Brown. So I
1: could be wrong. It, it was I, it, so this was there were two uh, fields going on at the same yes. time. There was uh, the twos were working on uh, to my left. The ones were working to my right. And I ha- I had watched the snap on the twos and then saw the ball in the air coming towards me from the right side. And it's A.J. Brown and Darius Slay and Elias. It looked like a good throw. I think that Darius Slay just barely got his hand on it.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I, I thought the, the ball was was put in a really good spot there. Um Let's see, I would say that uh, there was a pass to Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard got wide open down the seat, right? Just no one was around him. He explained the play. I will have that in the practice observations. I thought Hertz, Hertz was up and down, right? I, I, I didn't think it was like an especially good day from Hertz, and I didn't think it was a particularly bad day from Hertz. Um, i trying to think here. I
1: think over the past, like, four practices or so, Mm-hmm. I would love and and uh, maybe Elliot could actually do this for us. I would love to know the dis, like the split of Jalen Hurts' numbers when he throws the ball to AJ Brown versus every other play, because anecdotally, it feels to me like he throws the ball to AJ Brown at like completes it at like an eighty percent clip, and uh, is very good. Like those guys are those guys are fully on the same page. It seems to me. And every other every other target is like twenty percent. I mean, it's and it's probably not quite that extreme. Uh, and there are some, you know, there are some easy checkdowns. So it's actually not twenty percent, but it's probably closer to like fifty percent. Um, but it is like the the offense right now. And and you know, if you are yeah. not like a sicko who's tuning into every single day of, of reports, keep in mind that Devonte Smith has not been mm-hmm. at practice for the past few days. Uh, he's dealing with an injury, so uh, like that that affects things. But right now, like the offense to me is is extremely AJ Brown centric
2: and Goddard, I, I would say. But yeah, I, I mean, among the receivers, yes, yeah. definitely so. Yeah, definitely so. That's that's a fair that's a fair way of putting it.
1: And listen, you know, I think uh, I think a friend of the show Josh Norris has has talked about this, but like we have talked about, you know, one of the things that that uh, has been missing at times from Jalen Hurts' arsenal has been throwing the ball over the middle of the field, at least. Uh, relative to other quarterbacks in the league. And that's where A.J. Brown does so much damage. And that's where he's been doing damage this this summer. Yes. And there has been like no hesitation, to my eyes, uh, to, to Jalen Hurts throwing the ball over the middle of the field. And so it is almost like A.J. Brown is, is uh, by his skill set, solving this uh, m- minor aspect of, of Jalen Hurts's offensive arsenal.
2: You're correct about that because, again, there was a pass today a a, a slant across the middle i think carrie vincent jr was in coverage on aj brown kv deuce and uh and aj brown as you would expect got open but it was the it was like the description i gave last week like he is in the in the middle of the field if you can get him in stride like that's that's your big play right there you know that you it, it it doesn't need to be forty yards downfield or, or or something like that for a big right. play. If if you get the ball, D.J. Brown in the middle of the field, I, I'm confident if he's in space, he can make something happen after the catch. Yes. Um, so uh, a relatively down the depth chart player who jumped out to me today was Jason Huntley. I, I thought he showed he showed some juice. He had a, there was a, a a run where he he got to the edge, did a nice juke. Um, you know, teammates were. Yeah, a little stiff have, arm to well, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, teammates were cheering him on um, in the Bo Wolf drills, which are the one-on-ones, offensive line, defensive line. That, those are always the Bo special. If you want to know where Bo is during practice, and that's going on, you can count on seeing Bo there. That's right. Um, do you want me
1: to write that up for you, by the way?
2: I was there too, but if you want oh, okay. to, I, I always no, like no, your. Okay. No, no, no. no, no, no but but I like your snap-by-snap analysis. You know, I I kind of do macro takes. Um, I I thought. Uh, Lane Johnson. Well, oh, Mike
1: Groves not here anymore.
2: <laughs> uh, Lane Johnson had a great rep against Hassan Reddick, right? Like
1: that's uh, interesting. You didn't view it that way. I thought it was as 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 good of a rep as Hassan Reddick has had against Lane Johnson. Like Lane Johnson has been has yeah. been killing him for the most part. It, Lane probably still won that rep, but he got like pushed back a little bit more than he has
2: before. No, but I'm I'm saying from like a speed perspective, like Lane, like. Like Redick try to get around him and mm-hmm. Lane, he, he, it's like you don't get around Lane Johnson. I
1: think I think uh, Ben Fennel on the uh, Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast made this point the other day. But like, I do think it's possible that we are not like fully appreciating just how good Lane Johnson is uh, on like a day to day basis. Like when um you know like when Deshaun Jackson was at training camp it's like every day you're like this yeah. it is a pleasure to watch this guy he's he is so good like it's unbelievable uh, every rep he's 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 dynamic like uh even like Fletcher Cox a couple years ago might have been like this but uh, but Lane it's like we're not he's he's so good he's unbelievable yeah. and as so, long as he stays healthy he should be and and you know he says he's not dealing with the ankle that he was dealing with uh last year and like When he's healthy, he's, he's, he's dominant. And he has been, he's been like perfect throughout camp.
2: So the, I mean, not the, not the pat myself on the back here, but, um, you know, before camp, we had these things, we call them all 32s. Right. And to tell our listeners what those are, it's every beat writer has to fill out a question about their team and, and give a paragraph about it. So it's, it's company wide or, you know, all it's network wide for the athletic and, one of the, the, the question I had to answer for the th- last one I did is who's the most valuable player on your team or who's like the most mm. important player on your team, something like that, or who's the best player, something like that. And I put Lane Johnson and, uh, Interesting. I was explaining first off, like a, how, how good he is, which we know, um, be the fact that. I don't think they have a lot of depth at right tackle. I mean, I think Jack Driscoll's more of a guard. We're seeing that like Jack Driscoll really struggles with Brandon Graham and those one on ones. There's
1: been right? no, no more lopsided single one on one matchup over the duration of camp than Brandon Graham against Jack Driscoll. Every day in one on ones, Brandon Graham takes his soul, demolishes yeah. him. And like there was to the point where it's like almost a little bit uncomfortable. And Brandon Graham, in the middle of like after just destroying Driscoll today, like came over to him and like gave him a hug. I saw that. Yep. (laughs) Yep. You poor guy.
2: And then, and and then, kind of the small. So this is the question: Was who will be your team's MVP in in twenty twenty two? Okay. And uh, and then the other thing, and I I pointed this out in the past, like their record with and without him. And I understand there are so many variables that go into whether a team wins or loses it's not simply the presence of the right tackle but uh but from from 2016 to 2020 the Eagles were 38 21 and one when johnson plays right tackle compared to to 8 and 18 when he's out of the lineup i think that that might include 2021 now too i i, I might not have I, I think i updated that yeah so it should be i had it in my uh
1: like over the length of his career and the yeah uh, the, and the like disparity
2: preview. is 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 striking to me and i think there's The the whole line tends to play better, but but the reason why I said not to pat myself on the back is because like this isn't like an original idea, right? There are there been I I read from some of our colleagues elsewhere leading up to camp like the countdown of the Eagles best players a countdown of their most valuable players that kind of thing and Jason Kelsey was often ranked number one or or and Not taking anything away from Kelsey. Wow! Shots fired at Kelsey. After
1: you you just toss him to the side, you get this story done, you publish it, and all of a sudden, he's yesterday's trash.
2: No, but I and like I'm I'm not disputing how good Kelsey is nor how important he is. But if Kelsey went down, um, I think they have some options at 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 center who they can are, are are not at Kelsey's level either physically or mentally. But you can probably get by, right? and i say that i haven't seen cam jerkins in a game yet but i think right tackle they don't have that type of that that type of depth so
1: it's so crazy though like if it was a really if it was a long like let's say lane suffers a season-ending injury you know yes. knock on wood it doesn't happen wouldn't they like they would probably move my over right and that's it's so silly, yeah. and it's so silly because like you, you know, you, you chose what position Landon Dickerson plays now based on the fact that you want those two guys together. Yep. Um, but like, and he's getting paid, and he's and he's awesome, Jordan. Milani. Exactly. Like, he could be an all pro this year, but like, but Dillard's for a the team, back up right? right you, like, yeah. you can't you can't put Dillard at right tackle, right? Y- exactly. But it's better to put dillard at left tackle and my at right tackle than to have driscoll play right tackle probably i don't know yeah maybe so we're, that... maybe like driscoll just it, maybe the driscoll brandon graham thing is just like my and ostman it's like it's a matchup that's built uh specifically for him to struggle i don't think that driscoll has been bad in team periods like I, I haven't i haven't um taken a notice of that um so i i think he would probably be fine i think the, i think it's interesting that they are giving him reps only at right tackle, like mm-hmm. especially, especially with Mylotta and Dillard out the past couple days, rather than, than seeing if Dillard can do it or, or Driscoll can do it on the left side. You know, they've been going with Clark and Awashika. Even Josh Sills was getting reps there today. I think, I don't know what happened to the Raven Clark at some point in practice today. He was no longer practicing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it, like he retired <laughs> mid practice. <laughs> like retire. this is not for me anymore. Uh, but it, I, Coyote got bumped up to the ones and Sills was with the twos and the threes. But uh, it's, it's telling right that Driscoll hasn't taken any guard reps. They want him at right tackle. They must think that that's his best position. Right.
2: I mean, I I mean, that that was the position we
1: expected him to play coming in. That was his college position.
2: I mean, yeah. Lane Johnson for as good as he's been, he hasn't been like a 16 game a season player or I should say 17 game a season player. Right. He's, Matter of fact, in his career, only two times has he played sixteen games. Right, um, and that's
1: the that's the one sort of knock on him.
2: Yeah, and so uh, maybe so, that's
1: the idea is that they're yeah, they're exactly planning preparing. for the inevitability of Lane missing a couple yeah. games, and they want to
2: make sure that Driscoll has it down. I, I got to think that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so speaking of Jurgens, uh, in those in those one on ones, I, I thought. Uh, Jordan Davis had a good rep against Juergens there.
1: Yes, easily the okay. best rep that anyone's had against Juergens. Juergens okay. has done well against Jordan Davis. And on this one rep, Jordan Davis pushed him back like he was like a plow. Like yeah. two hands out, uh, just like full extension, moving him back. That was like uh, – and and you could tell from the reaction from the defensive line that they were like, that's it. That's what we've been waiting to see you do. Yeah. Um, and it was. It was like very much seeing the potential. Like this is – if if he does it right, this is what he can do.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick Sporting Goods.
2: Uh, some other quick notes, Nakobe Dean taking work with the first team linebackers again. Uh, I, I know that's happened in, in in the past but, he, but more
1: today than ever before yeah for
2: sure. and rotated in he was in place of TJ Edwards um and so you saw Dean and and Kaiser white and TJ Edwards has had a good camp as we've documented here uh but I think, I think he
1: had a, I think he might have had one or two reps with Edwards also with T. J. I think okay. Yeah, I could be wrong okay um
2: yeah they, let me ask they, you this
1: yes sorry I'm this no no, no, not, no. This, this was not a, a time that I needed to cut you off
2: no that's no this is I, I want to hear what you're asking.
1: Well, you're not going to like it. Uh, those top three linebackers, mm-hmm. if you were uh, if you were looking to hire a lawyer and you were looking at a law firm, how would you what What do you think is the best sounding law firm for Dean Edwards and White? Is it like Edwards, Dean and White, Edwards, White and Dean? It's, doesn't it sound very law firm to me? I think Dean Edwards and White to me is.
2: Marissa's nodding her head. I, I agree.
3: The first way you said yeah. it, Dean Edwards and White.
2: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, I, I know that, that that law firm thing has 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 always – that that comes up a lot. Like, oh, this sounds like a law firm. Can't you just do that with any three names? Or are there names that sound more like a law firm than, than other names? I think that one sounds like it. Like would Dunn, and Berman be a law firm? Eh. No, I don't like it. No. <laughs> that's okay. Not, yeah. okay. So Dean Edwards and White. Maybe
1: Berman, Dunn, and Wolf. I feel like Berman's has to go first. Why?
2: Maybe, like, I don't know. Like a it's just, that's just, phonetically, that's Yeah, I... I think
3: it's like the syllables that make it sound like a law firm. That's what I would Berman,
1: say. Wolf, and Dunn works too. Berman, Dunn, and Wolf. I like that. I think Berman needs to go first.
2: Okay. I mean, only if for a law firm, not if we're talking about the podcast itself. <laughs> for the podcast itself, I would go de- I would I would go Dunn, Wolf, Berman. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, Marissa's the most Dean important. Edwards and White. Yeah, agree. Okay, all right, Dean Edwards and White. <laughs> okay,
1: I'm um, sorry. See, I told you this was no, not going to be worth that's, cutting that's, you off
2: that's for. That's fine. Um I'm trying to think here. There was a weird play. I don't know if you had any insight on, on what occurred. It was a pass to the Jalen Rager, and his helmet came off.
1: Yeah. Do, do
2: you know how the helmet came It was a off? hell of a catch.
1: And then the ref ruled it no catch.
2: Yeah, okay, that's what um, I had written down.
1: As he came to the ground. It looked like, I mean, he made a hell of a grab. Uh, Josh Job was yes. in was in coverage. I don't know how it, his helmet came off. I mean, me neither. He must Jobe must have just come in from right underneath the uh, the face mask and popped it off. Like it was an impressive grab from Rager, even if it wasn't a catch. But yeah, Josh, this was a big Josh Job day.
2: Yeah, well, he well was all over But like, but like uh, real quick on on the Rager thing, and I don't want to over interpret, um, but I, I I found it interesting. Like Aaron Moorhead, I was watching because this was all happening right in front of me. And he, he was like, you know, you, you saw Rager there after, after the catch trying to figure out what happened. I think we all were trying to figure out what happened. Like, the, I think he, the official was there. There was no flag. I was curious what happened. And Moorhead was just kind of like, "Get your helmet on, get back out there." If you, if you recall, he took the next play.
1: Well, it was it was a it was a no huddle drill, right? Yeah. So they were trying like that was the whole. There were several times where they had to like really get on the guys to get back and, and yes. take the huddle. But yes, I thought that was particularly harsh, given that his helmet had just fallen off <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he fell to the ground, and who <laughs> knew like he could have gotten a concussion potentially. Like um. he's like, "No, get back up there." Like, oh, <laughs> um, good.
2: But that yeah, Josh Job. Josh Job had a had a good day. He was he's got length on him.
1: Yeah, he made well, he made he made that play, potentially if you want to call that a play. He made uh, a diving breakup in the back of the end zone, uh, as I believe Dion Kane looked like he had gotten behind him on a Minshew throw and and full extension breakup from Job. And then on the very next play, uh, a pass break up on a slant to I forget who that one was intended for, but um, I- yeah, I got active yeah. day for josh job you know working his way up the rankings i'm worried a little bit about the the camp crush situation because it's got to be organic and i like I, it feels like i'm gonna have to force it at some point and i don't want to have to force it I, one of these guys has got to really grab my heart uh you know i feel like uh clay harbor was at practice today i feel like the bachelorette where where like i'm waiting for one of these guys to really like win me over and right now i feel it feels like i'm just going through the motions
2: I like that, that uh, Clay Harbor reference. Yeah, it was it was nice seeing Clay Harbor. Nice guy to cover. Um, so Josh Job, I I apologize for my ignorance if I'm wrong here, but that's the same number that Michael Jaquette wore, correct?
1: I don't think he'll take any offense to that, but...
2: Uh, no, no, I, I, no, I think mean, Jaquette wore a Michael couple of through his time. But, Jaquette was 38, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Well, because there's, I mean, got, perhaps... I mean, Perhaps I'm just used to seeing the the jacket wingspan that, that you've that you've covered but job has uh, job has it has good length it seems and then I, I looked it up uh, 32 and 5 inch arms I, I'm sorry five eight inches arms. So that's uh, those are long arms for a corner Would you agree? Yeah Okay. But let's does see. Does actually, it, do
1: you look it up on mock draftable? Does it have the percentage? No,
2: I looked up in, in his combine measurements. Let's let's see where it is from a okay eighty seventh percentile in arm length. Okay. Um. So that's that's uh yeah. Um, you can see it on Josh display on good that pass breakup. Yes. Um. Some other notes. Uh, number of sacks today. Right. Not that that were whistle dead, but that like would were clear sacks. Um. Teron Jackson I remember had one yeah I th- uh, there was one I wrote down Derek for Barnett Marlin. had one you probably you probably missed that one I did not miss that one a matter of fact <laughs> I someone sitting next to me on the sidelines said um said your guy Derek Barnett and oh, I just, no. I don't know where this was created like Derek and I Derek I I wrote <laughs> oh no even before Bo got on the beat I I wrote mm. you know before Bo went down there and did a a beautiful story on i mean a sad story i shouldn't say beautiful sad story but very you know very touching story okay yeah yeah on on derek barnett in nashville um when barnett was a rookie i i did a piece on on him and his relationship with his mother and and uh you know you know kind of where uh, it, i started the piece with him and jason peters working after practice uh on his pass rush moves right i mean I've always gotten along well with Derek Barnett. You, you kind so where of do inst- things go wrong. <laughs> no, no you, I point out penalties uh, one time and then or no, a know. few times more than once. And, and, and you make it seem like I have a, uh, I have an issue with him. Um, it's a just joke. to wrap up, just to wrap up this, this segment here, I'm trying to just, I have it all written down in my notes. I thought Kaiser white flashed a little bit today. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, I, I like Kaiser white. I, I, I like Kaiser white. Um, uh, I thought Bradbury had a good pass breakup, but Dion Kane, it, you know, Dion Kane actually caught the deflection. Um, I'm all in on yeah. Bradbury. We'll probably get to that in the next segment, but man, he 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 really impresses me.
1: Okay, uh, I'd like to continue the uh, Josiah Scott update that we've been following very closely yes. here on Birds with Friends. He's uh, seems like a, f- a full time safety now. He's he's working with them in individual drills. He worked as the second team safety with. Kayvon Wallace today, Jaquaski Tart relegated to the third team. Um, Anthony Harris, after practice, said that that uh, Josiah is a smart guy who's always involved in meetings. That's that's probably why he can make that uh, transition potentially. Again, I think it's um, I think it's a couple fold. One is it probably you know they want to maybe get a closer look at Jimmy Moreland. Uh, and this allows them to do that he was working in with the third team at nickel this may, allows him to do it with the twos i think it's not a great sign for kvon wallace um i think kvon wallace is like very squarely on the roster bubble i don't think that his uh spot is assured you would probably have to say the same for jacquaski tart um they're looking for safety depth and uh you know maybe it's like all right are we willing to trade like a late round pick for a backup safety or should we take a look at josiah scott first
2: i don't know so i i i gotta pump you up a bit here okay and this is kind of a, a broader point but i was I I'm like driving to work too the other much day. pumping me up but go ahead i i hear jonathan gannon on the radio uh with with uh, with angelo Cataldi the other morning and gannon was was saying and i've heard that uh this this might be him buttering up the philly reporters but he says he has friends around the league who they're talking about the questions that they get in press conferences and they're like are these guys even watching practice like like do these guys know anything that's going on and then i'm as i'm sitting there today and you're asking anthony harris about josiah scott's reps at safety with like the third team and i'm thinking there so, like with the twos uh, you know, with the twos yeah, the eagles pr staff does a really good job of like prepping players and coaches for, for <laughs> what's going to be asked. And I I, I can't imagine yeah, probably, they're going to yeah. be like, they're going to say, so they're going up to Anthony Harris. They're probably saying, all right, just talk about being humble, stacking days, that kind of thing. You're going to get some Marcus Apps <laughs> questions. Yeah, it, it, exactly. By the way, be prepared for <laughs> Josiah Scott taking, <laughs> taking snaps at safety. It's right? interesting. So I agree. I'm I'm not disagreeing with this, but I'm I'm just saying
1: camp switch. You know what I mean? Like he didn't come to camp and they were like, all right, we're going to, we're going to try out at safety. They made the move after a few days.
2: Yes. But where I'm, where I am pumping you up here is in order to have like insight on Josiah Scott switching positions, um, you have to really be clued in on practice. You're not one of these guys who's just like, you know, standing there chatting away with the person next to him. Maybe, Sneaking off to get Rita's water ice in between drills. This is our only I chance mean, to watch are, football all season long. This is that's, what it's all that's, about. That's my point. That's 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 my point. So so you can hang your hat on the Josiah Scott thing.
1: Um, I'm just looking at a few other notes here that I have from today's practice. Uh, until until the very end of practice in a developmental seven on seven period, there was a very good day for Reed Sanet. Um, during that during that period when they had split field team reps reed sinette was dropping dimes uh you're all about reed sinette including one down the field to devon allen De- devon allen uh dev it is devon right yes devon 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 allen uh, you a made better day a center today fielder
2: for the uh toronto blue jays in, in the year yeah yes exactly.
1: uh devon allen i think this this was his best day of camp thus far um he made a couple plays was a little bit more sure-handed I uh, made a nice play downfield on I believe Kerry Vincent uh on the Reeds in that throw. And Carson Strong is like not playing at all, basically. I mean, yeah. even in the developmental period, he only got half the reps. Yeah, I um, think
2: they see what I, I think they see what, what's going on. There. I think they see what we
1: see. Yeah. Yeah. So that see it's uh, entering camp, I think uh most people who didn't watch rookie chopped would have said that Strong was the favorite. It has not gone that is not has has not gone that way thus far
2: reading uh recent uh, uh bio yesterday looking for some story ideas and in the bio on the day there's, off. Yep. there's this nugget um that he was going to go to Penn, um but then there was a coaching staff change right and uh i thought it was, and, and then it's stick like her gut- head like she knew that
3: Oh. No, I was like, wow, that's like a crazy decision to be like, yeah, I'm not going to go here just because a yeah. coach changed.
2: So it's then, Penn. And, <laughs> and then it said he had offers from, I think, Penn and Yale, maybe it, it was. And so I'm, I'm just fascinated by like, are you, you know, are you trying to, to uh, like, to, like tell people that you were smart enough to go to Ivy League schools, but you ended, but you didn't end up going. Was it like, like, how did that come up that, that, yeah, by the way, put in there that I almost went to Penn and Yale. <laughs> well, it's a Philly, it's a Philly angle yeah that's okay all right that makes sense okay my favorite yeah, Reed that... Sine-
1: well my favorite reads Sine- bio thing which i put in the uh preview is uh the the mix of of tv and movie recommendations yes. like his favorite shows um his shows here uh the wire how i met your mother blade runner 2049 portrait of a lady on fire and the departed what a what an odd
2: what an interesting he cross would, section. he would kill your 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 culture corner questions he's so versatile what an interesting I mean I, I like how that. I
1: met your mother and Portrait of a Lady on Fire feel uh, very very disparate totally you know
2: I, uh, I, I I like that versatility and then Portrait uh, of a Lady on
1: Fire I mean so good and one then the,
2: shout I would say
1: well, I would say one of the one of the five best pieces of movie or TV
2: uh, media I've consumed since the pandemic began. Wow. I would ask you for your next four, but I think that would take the the next (laughs) half hour of our show.
1: I would go. (laughs) Patriot.
2: Like the New England Patriots. No, I'm not kissing that ring. Okay. Um. (laughs) Well, players. Uh. I'd have to think about it. And then okay, so then and then one thing here on my media guide notes, shout out to the athletics to Sean Reed, our Las Vegas, uh, our Las Vegas Raiders writer. I am reading Marvin Wilson's bio, and he he likes to write biography. What's that? No, his his page on our in our site. uh, um, I'm sorry, um, in the media guide, and he he talks about how he writes. He likes to write poetry and. And there's some other angles here that I thought hmm, this this could be interesting to explore, but I I I know that he was at Florida State during Deshaun Reed's time covering the team, um, and so I I Google Marvin Wilson Deshaun Reed and credit to Deshaun. There's nice. a great there's like an in depth story about Marvin Wilson with all of this in there how he got into creative writing that's great. how he got wow. into poetry yeah so uh so that that's that's one of those things that if if Marvin Wilson has a good game, I promise you I will be uh sending out that Deshaun Reed story to to uh our audience. That's great. Station 11. Okay. Is, is that on my list? Got
1: to I got I, I got to think back.
2: Okay. Uh, I want to ask you about Pascal, Zach. Wait, do wait, do you want to take a break because or are, are oh, we yeah. still well, on let's the Let's take co- a break okay.
1: and then I have I have some questions about Pascal the rascal.
0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a fifteen-hundred-dollar first bet offer on your first wager.
1: All right, back on Burns with friends. Bo, Zach, and Marissa. Um Zach, you, you talked to Pascal after practice. I, what? What's your? I mean, I saw him today. There was a there was a, a rep in team drills where like Jalen Hurts was flushed from the pocket to his left. Was looking downfield and, and ended up throwing it away. And like Pascal was just crossing the middle of the field and was like furious that the ball did not get thrown to him. And it it would have been like a tough throw, first of all. But like you 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 told me after practice uh what question you asked him. I'm I'm a little bit like uh paying close attention here to like the Zach Pascal's headspace as he enters this roster. Tell 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 us about this question you asked.
2: Well, no. First off, I I like this. Like, John, like Zach Pascoe competitive, right? You can see why he's Nick Sirianni's favorite player, right? I mean, this is a guy who, uh, and I've I've always said this about undrafted players, and and credit to Michael Dunn, in this you know, in this group, like like you need to have a certain, um, uh, almost irrational confidence. Clock. Yeah, like like a competitiveness, a confidence to 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 believe you deserve to be on the field. Or like deserve you to believe you're an NFL player when you're not drafted. Right. Uh, you know, and especially at spots like when there's guys who are drafted ahead of you or, um, you know, you you have to balance between practice squads, that kind of thing. Like, like, in like to stick with it. Um, there, there, there needs to be a, a, a confidence there. And so I,
1: um, I've been, I've been thinking about that as it relates to John Hightower, like, poor guy like you know he 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 gets on the field as a rookie he's drafted ahead of quez watkins Mm -hmm. uh doesn't play much last year is mostly on the on the practice squad he comes out this year and it's like he's he's made a couple plays but it's mostly been pretty tough sledding for john hightower and it's like what's bringing john hightower back every day like you know he's it's not going to happen for him if we're being realistic but he doesn't have to be realistic like i don't know just 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 something i've been thinking about every time i watch him i'm like what what is john what is johnny hightower getting out of this
2: but, but, well no but i mean i'm 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 always uh interested in undrafted players because like the the, the league told you they didn't want you and you yes. still believe that they want you right so that's that's uh that says something to me I, I respect i really respect undrafted players who especially not just who like make the team but who who stick around and second contracts and that, you know, like Zach Pascal. Anyways, or like Nick Sirianni, Dunn. exactly. Yes. I, I said Michael Dunn, um, Zach Pascal, prove it, you got to yes. prove it, you know, yes.
3: every day out on the field.
2: Exactly. So. <laughs> um, Nick Sirianni made a comment and I forget what it was verbatim, but he essentially said that he told Zach Pascal in Indianapolis, like you were the best fourth receiver in the NFL. Right. And he meant it as a compliment and he explained it to us as a compliment, uh, um, basically, if you're in that role, you need to know all the receiver spots, right? Because you can go in X, Y, Z, you know, no matter what the situation is, all right? You need to be able to play special teams. You you need to have a bunch of different skills. You can't, you, you can't just be like a designated deep threat and be a really good fourth or fifth receiver because what happens if the slot goes, guy goes down or something like that, right? And when Nick said that at the at the league meetings – I remember thinking that's a really good point and that to me like i would take that as a compliment if i was a guy trying you know who is who earned a spot in the nfl and uh i was curious what zach Pascal's read on the on, on on that was because like my interpretation is is like yeah this is this is like a survivor this is this is what it takes to to do well in the nfl you, you know not every I always say you know, you have to know what your role, everyone has a role on the team and not everyone's going to be AJ Brown and not everyone's going to be Fletcher Cox right you, you what 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 makes a team great is people being like the best at their role um, and I asked Pascal this and I framed it I I, I even said I'm be careful how I word this here like I didn't want to say are you a really good fourth receiver right um, and he was like. He's like, well, to be honest with you, I don't like that. Like no one wants to be, no one wants to be a, a fourth receiver. He's like, but taking, you know, if, if that's how Nick said it, like, you know, he was explaining that you you need to do different things well and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he's a competitive guy and I like that. That's what you want, especially from, from that position. Okay.
1: Here's, here's, so I want to, I want to ask you a couple of questions in terms of like what has changed over the past couple week or week and a half or like what what if this thing that we think is true is maybe not true uh and let's start with pascal are you are we are we absolutely certain that pascal is going to be on this team yes
2: yes for the reason i just said like i just explained to you why i think zach pascal is going to be on the team um if he's he's what you want is he doesn't seem guy? very
1: happy to be an afterthought
2: I mean, no disrespect to Zach Pasco. I think this is a good opportunity for him. It's an offense he knows. A head coach who really likes him. Um, you know, they have they have two like entrenched guys, and Quez Watkins is like entrenched. He's he's the number three receiver, right? But even still, like Zach Pasco can get a few snaps per game, can get on the field. I don't think he's signed here expecting to be that, but look he can see AJ Brown he can see Devontae Smith and, and he's got the
1: irrational confidence to think he's better than those guys
2: I, th- I think he signed like maybe March 23rd I don't know how I don't have the date in front of me um, but my my point is he wasn't like you know the first guy in free agency who was getting signed
1: so sure but you also just talked about how he has the you know preternatural confidence to think that he belongs sure. in that category.
2: Yeah. But every look, every player probably wants to, if, if you don't want to be on the field, you, you shouldn't be in the NFL. Okay. So, um, I I'd rather my receivers think like, yeah, yeah. Put me in there. I'm going to be really good. I, I, I actually, I saw a Cooper cup quote over the weekend. Well, not over the weekend, at the end of the week, I keep making that mistake thinking today's Monday. Um, I saw a Cooper cup quote at the end of the week when I think Justin Jefferson might've said he's the best receiver in the NFL, meaning himself, Justin Jefferson and Cooper cup was asked this and cups response was like, yeah, that's how a guy should think. Like I, I would have a problem if, if someone doesn't think they're the best. He's like, I can respectfully disagree, but that makes sense. It's
1: good. Good point. I like that. Uh, what if, you know, this, we talked about this offense has been so AJ Brown centric, like what what if Devonte smith does become a bit of an afterthought in the offense what if he really is like option number three
2: well he might be option number three because dallas goddard's gonna be a play a big role here but he's going to be he's gonna have a a spot a, a an important spot in this offense i think by virtue of what if he has fewer coverage,
1: receiving yards than he did last
2: year was well, that, that, that concerning to around? you maybe so I, th- I think one of the, and, and you might be thinking that I'm hyping up James Bradbury here. Devontae Smith is going to be thrilled when James Bradbury is not on the other side of him. I don't think, I think James Bradbury is a really tough matchup for Devontae Smith. We saw that last year in both the, in, in the Giants games, and we've seen that in practice this year. And I think Devontae is going to get open. We saw him consistently get open last year, and there are going to be times when A.J. Brown gets so much attention. That it would behoove Jalen Hurst to throw the ball to the open guy, um, and of of the list of things I'm worried about, or I, I'd be worried about on this team, Devontae Smith getting open is not one of them. Now that said, uh, there was you know we had a, a an interview with um, Dick Sirianni during the summer, and one of the questions was, how do you keep everybody happy, right? When you have these 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 weapons here. And Sirianni's answer was, "You win. Like if 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 you win, people are are happy. But it is something to monitor that if if there's a game when the passing game struggles and Devontae Smith gets two targets or three targets, like how do you take that, right? Because is he's it, a really good player.
1: Organism comes out.
2: Yeah. It, well, which episode was it when Organism threw? But well, let's
1: off, not you know, let's not spoil it. But yeah.
2: Oh, you're right. Okay, check that out on Paramount Plus.
1: So who is cream cheese in this situation? (laughs) Um, Sirianni, probably? I
2: I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's good question. I I, I I could see
1: Sirianni doing some Rager or doing some some cream cheese.
2: I don't know if there's an apples for apples thing.
1: Okay, apples for cream. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, Uh, next up I have, uh, what if, you know, with so much attention on on right guard, this is this is on the other side of things, and it hasn't been a competition. Like, what if Isaac Sayamalu is really good at right guard? What if what if this is like, what if we're even underselling how good the offensive line can be? And what if what if Landon Dickerson is the weak weak point of the five?
2: Well, that's a good problem to have, I would say. And I know Shields driving somewhere in media and pulling over on on the side of the road and pounding that steering wheel <laughs> saying there's no such thing as a good problem to have okay but if I, if landed dickerson at left guard is the problem on your offensive line then i think 31 offensive line coaches would raise their hand and say give me that problem if isaac sayamalu yeah is this is not more being,
1: of a more of an isaac take than
2: yeah so a you're take. saying it's a prompt. okay yeah so 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 if no but i'm saying if isaac sayamalu is that good at right guard this offensive line is going to be really good that's my answer i think
1: i think um if you are thinking of like how could this team go from division contender slash favorite to conference contender i think like the offensive line you know without without even the uh yearly caveat of if they stay healthy like I think it's possible the offensive line could be
2: dominant. As they should, right? They're, those are good players on on that line. And Isaac Samalo, this is, what, his seventh year with the team. Um, he's had two injury-shortened campaigns here that I think people forget that the Eagles were real excited when they gave him a contract extension. And they thought that his his better years were ahead of him. Right.
1: Well, uh, and he's in an interesting, you know, he's entering the final year of that contract. Mm-hmm. And I think like if he if he wins this job as he's expected to and is like good through the first four weeks of the season, I, I could see them doing a little a little uh, short term extension, open up some cap space. He's still and youngish, to, mu- yeah, younger and- than Hargrave and Slay, who are the other, uh,
2: you know, potential uh, cap extender guys and to uh to follow up on le- on our pod last time when we, when we were talking about the Jason Kelsey story and i said that i said what you see from Jason Kelsey when he speaks publicly is like is is what he is i i mean there are some players who who just say stuff i, th- I think Jason Kelsey's usually fairly honest and if there's something that he doesn't think he just won't say it sometimes and he in the past has gone out of his way to talk up Isaac Samuels like he he's and so so when Jason Kelsey says that, he's not just saying it for a quote. Like I think he truly believes that Isaac Sayamalu is a better player than kind of felt than the perception might be in Philadelphia.
1: And those guys all, every one of them, Stout included, talks about how smart he is. Like exactly. he's like almost right there with Kelsey in terms exactly. of what he sees. Mm-hmm. Um one thing we didn't talk about from practice today, we saw some looks where uh, we had the, the the discussion about BG on the inside the other day, mm-hmm. yes. and there were some looks in in a four man line, not not one of those uh, odd fronts, but it was Milton Williams at at left defensive end, Brandon Graham on the inside. What did you make of that?
2: What I make of that is their depth on the defensive line is is like through the roof right now, in my opinion. Um, the offensive line, the starting group, is the strongest of the of the team, but the depth on the defensive line is through the roof. In that, I don't know how they're gonna keep all these guys happy, right? Like someone's, these guys want to rush the passer. That's how you get paid. They get sacks. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I was having a conversation with someone about who's who's been the best player at camp, and I said Bradbury or or Lane Johnson are two guys that jumped out. You're someone that else. high
1: on Bradbury. You think he's been that good?
2: I I am, but 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 someone said Brandon Graham, and well, I'm like, all right. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I I heard Fletcher Cox on 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 NFL Network. I'm not teasing Fletcher here, but um, I understand what he meant. Fletcher was like, if you were blind and you came to camp and you didn't, you know, he meant like if you didn't know the injury, okay, mm. like if, if 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 he meant like if you didn't know anything that happened before, and you came to camp, you 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 wouldn't have known that Brandon Graham's coming off. Of a major injury, he has looked good, right? And yeah, he 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 has looked good. Um, I personally don't think that that's a look that I would favor, right? Uh, but Brandon Graham took interior snaps, and there was a that's how Brandon Graham was on the field at one point with Josh Sweat and with Hassan Reddick in uh, in like an, in an odd man front because he was he was he was lining up as a down lineman. Well, didn't we talk about this the other day? That yes, he would we did. and, and didn't And I was saying, I think my response to you was that they I don't think Javon do Hargrave. Because, yeah. I said I don't think Javon Hargrave's Fletcher reps. Cox is gonna be very happy. Yeah,
1: there's only so many reps to go around. I mean, but there there are lots yeah. of reps to go around is rather is what I mean. Like I think it makes sense to get him on the field that way. And I don't like I don't like and what I'm Milton saying is Williams at left defensive end, so, like that doesn't really nah. do it for me. But but
2: yeah, my point was that if if Brandon Graham's playing there then Javon Hargrave or Fletcher Cox or Milton Williams are gonna be like, what's what's going on here? Like, like, why am I not on the field?
1: And they're gonna still gonna play. Like
2: I think I that just, makes I,
1: sense. Third third and long. You got you got Sweat and Reddick on the outside, you got Brandon Graham up front and Cox and Hargrave, and Jordan Davis and Milton Williams are on the sideline. That's fine. Who's who's really complaining about that?
2: Okay. I I mean, I think that... In that case, who's who's playing nose tackle? Javon Hargrave? Or who's who's playing? Yeah, well
1: it's third and long. I mean, you know, you're not we're not really worried about them running the ball, right?
2: Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of the techniques they're playing, that I mean those guys All are right, so guy.
1: get get Cox off the field and put on Tui. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, not that. But yeah, I I mean if you say put your five best pass rushers on the field, similar to the way the Eagles did it in 2017 with their four best. Yeah, you 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 want Brandon Graham in 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 that role? I agree there.
1: Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a role for him, but I am one of the what ifs here. Is is what if this is a mirage and and as a thirty four year old coming off an Achilles, unfortunately Brandon Graham is cooked.
2: My response to that would be. I don't think Brandon Graham, is making his um. Is the term "making his hay"? Like uh, people say that, but is that? It, it, I, I I don't know what that means. No, we're gonna have hay. to we're
1: gonna have to call up Jesse from Bertrand Hill Farms to tell us about <laughs> what making hay um, is, is all about.
2: I don't think he's 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 surviving in the league at this point based on his athleticism. Okay, I think that he's he he's strong, he's he's really technically sound, uh, and he he just knows how to play. I mean, if there's no. This isn't meant as a disrespect to Brandon Graham. Give me Josh Sweat's like speed around the edge, or give me you know Hassan Redick's Always speed comes back around to that, or Hassan Reddick's speed around the edge, right? If 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 you want more of a prototype, I'm not going with with Brandon Graham. But Brandon Graham is. It's his strength is there, and I would also say pass rushers historically age well. That's a good point. So. I, I wouldn't necessarily be worried about Brandon Graham being cooked. Okay. Now if if he's if if there's lingering injuries, like if something pops up, a strain here, or something like that. That's a question. But hearing Brandon Graham speak, uh and again, I'm I, I don't want to be little on Achilles' tear. You know, that's a major injury, but the way he described it, he's like, "This isn't nearly as bad as everyone said it was going to be." You know, he was like that. Mm-hmm. The the knee injury was much worse. The microfracture, and, yeah. Yes, and he said he said the way tech, you know, the way technology is now, and it, 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 you even heard Brandon Brooks say the same thing. But then, of course, Brandon Brooks, you know, fell into a vicious cycle of, of getting, of getting down. I I don't want to use that term vicious cycle. That came straight from Andrew Luck. Outstanding Luck podcast on uh, on the athletic football show. I want to ask Nick Sirianni, by the way, if you know it's 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 hard to get like uh, you know just conversational time with with Sirianni during camp. They're they're like rushed. You know, he comes out there. You see, there's not much small talk going on. But uh, the Luck podcast, I I remember thinking, I'm so curious to hear Sirianni's perspective about that Mm -hmm. night and that year. Uh, because he, his name came up quite a bit, and Andrew Luck talking about like the most fun that he had was uh, was that year when he had Reich and Sirianni and Marcus Brady.
1: Be good, good uh, thing for you to pull him aside for.
2: Sirianni, by the way, um, and I, I, I don't mean to hijack your your what if segment. My name is Bo, uh, not Jack. <laughs> his uh, his attire today, he had on the the Quez Watkins T shirt, and 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 by the way, I. I don't usually, what's the term you kids use? Clap back, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. no, there's, uh, I, my view on, on this, I, I read comments. I read Twitter mentions and I usually take like, the, like uh, criticism. Like, yeah, this is, this is something I, I need to, I, I need to adjust this or I should have done that better. And, uh, and, and there was reply when I mentioned his, his shirt, like, like, isn't there real football to cover? Do you, you, you beat guys are you know, you guys are so soft. You're falling for this. Like, this isn't the only thing I'm writing about, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm mentioning, I'm mentioning the shirt that he's wearing to give you some color. Um, He wore it the other day. He wore Lane Johnson. Anyways, he wore a Quez walking shirt today. And the question I had was. It was a
1: good clap back.
2: Was, uh, uh, and no disrespect to Quez here. But what's the market for Quez Watkins t shirts? Yes, I curiosity. was surprised
1: that they made those t shirts.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I am genuinely curious. Like, how many people are buying Quez Watkins t shirts?
1: Well, as the proud owner of a Michael Dunn
3: uh, jersey. <laughs> well, so, so Quez Watkins has a website, QuezWatkins16.com, and you can get all your Quez Watkins uh, merchandise there, it looks
2: like.
1: Wow. <laughs> there I you look go. That.
2: Good luck. Quest is going to love that pup. We'll get you one, yeah. one yeah. Zach.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, one. Zach, anything else like big yeah. picture in terms of what we have, like, anything that uh, has changed your mind over the, the first week and a half of camp? Uh, any specific players who have moved up or down in terms of your uh, internal ladder ranking of the of the roster? What do you, what do you got?
2: Yeah, so I've mentioned him, um, but James Bradbury. Your boy. I've been so, I've been so impressed with Bradbury this summer. Yeah, he's been... <laughs> Well, because I was I don't want to say skeptical, but I was thinking like all right, you know, sometimes if something seems too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true, right? Like you don't just have a cornerback with at at that age with that like resume just fall into your lap. And it really seems like that's that's what happened here. That I think he gives them I I heard Brandon Graham on the radio the other day say that th- that this is the best group of corners he's you know like the best duo he's 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 played with, and a matter of fact like I I would say that Bradbury's probably been better in practice than Slay has been in my opinion. Now Slay is covering AJ Brown, so yeah. that's that's a tough matchup. Uh, and and like I've also said, I think Bradbury does well against Devontae Smith.
1: Slay made a big uh, interception in seven on sevens yep. today that I didn't see but heard about
2: but Bradbury is all Bradbury is all over the ball. And, uh, uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't have a good year and doesn't reset his value and gets a decent contract next offseason somewhere else.
1: I think the secondary as a whole probably has the widest variance in terms of like how, how they could play this season. Um, because if Bradbury is as you describe and Darius Slay is like he was last year and Avante Maddox is as he's been really throughout camp and how he was most of last year, that's as good of a top three as there is in the league, right? If, if those, all of those things are true, that matters significantly. Um, if Marcus Epps is fine and Anthony Harris is steady, like you are in good hands. Not a lot is asked of those safeties. We're assuming that the pass rush is going to be much better. Uh, the linebackers, by default, have to be better than they were last year. Uh, if if the secondary is that good, it takes this defense to another level. I also think that uh, if the, if there's a spot that is like going to surprise in a in a negative way, you're looking for guys who are a little bit older to have a, a bit of a drop off. You know that could be Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. Bradbury has that nagging injury that that hurt him last year. Uh, so even if he's really good right now, that's something that could pop up. They don't have a, a, a like a, a guy that you would really feel good about as the third outside corner. It's probably Zach McPherson right now. He's been very up and down in camp. Uh, Anthony Harris could be cooked. Mm-hmm. Marcus Epps could be not ready for prime time. Uh, like that group could be really good and they could be the, like achilles heel of the team potentially so i think uh, i think it's it is something that's that's going to be very interesting
2: to follow good one and then uh on i guess on the other side here i mean i I mean i've I've
1: got like lower level guys like you know jaquaski tart is signed we think he's probably going to be the third safety he's having trouble making making waves right now uh he might not be on the team um Let's see. Well, so I was gonna
2: say, like on the on the other side of a guy who like hasn't jumped out to me, and I don't want to overstate. Like in year eleven, I, I think Fletcher Cox might just be like going through the motions in right. practice, or, you know. But uh, if if you said like, are you seeing a totally different Fletcher Cox this summer? I'd probably say no, not yet. Right now, I think that's right. He has been this, he's
1: been dominant in one on ones, but that's you know yeah. he should be. You're right. But
2: but this is also one where I would say like like let's see what happens on September 11th, right?
1: Yes, Fletcher Cox's only goal in camp is to get to week one healthy. Yep. That's the only thing that matters for him. I think that's right.
2: It's it's I, I thought about this the other day when I was I was listening to our AirPod, pod and I, I made a, a, another reference to like September eleventh. Um and I know it is because, weird. Because it's it's the first I when I say it, I, I mean it's like the first I'm talking about their first game. I probably this is a year when I should probably just say week one. In past years I'm like you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on September 9th. Or we'll see what happens on September 12th. This year, I'll amend that and just say September, uh, or I'll say week one because it is kind of like I I did like a like um, hmm, that's that sounded odd in the car when I'm like, we just can't wait for it until September 11th. All the answers will come on September 11th, right? Like I should probably just say week one this year.
1: Do you think that Pete Carroll doesn't believe the Seahawks are going to play on that date? Uh, what's what's your next
2: what if? <laughs> what's your next what if?
1: What if what if the Seahawks no-show Week One because Pete Carroll believes the schedule?
2: I am not I am not addressing that, that that question. I'm not answering
1: that one. I remember the the Week One was on September 11th. I believe the 10th anniversary of September 11th. They were in St. Louis.
3: That was I also that
2: believe I um, it seems like they opened in Washington a number of times, but there was a an opener in Washington on September 11th. Either uh, the the 2017 season. It might have been that, or it might have been the um, pandemic year, the 2020 season. Probably the – I mean, based on – That sounds right. The pandemic year, that sounds right, yeah. That sounds right. That that it might have been, yeah. Okay. It was just – it was one of those years.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Um, You know, it is interesting at running back with Boston Scott out today. They've only got four running backs. Uh, They're going to – I would imagine they're going to add somebody just – as a body for the for the preseason games, don't
2: you think? Yeah, and I I haven't seen much from, from uh, Kennedy Brooks this this summer. Um, I I, I yeah. thought he was a guy who might be like a, uh, you know, underactive free agent. He has okay, had to, I think. But but, but yeah, and, and we'll see what happens in in games too. Yeah, but I don't think he's, he's a he's more pushed. physical guy to begin with. Yeah, exactly. I
1: actually don't. Huntley hasn't done much until today.
2: Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Britton Covey looked looked. Looked better today, or I actually yeah. say better, but just continues to pop a bit. And yeah,
1: he's been better over the course of camp. Okay, he got, yeah, he got a few reps with the ones today, mostly because of the depleted depth chart there. But you know, he's he's shaking hands and kissing babies, he's he knows all the tricks. Still seems to be their top punt returner. He's a Wally veteran,
2: at, at least in these practices. Yes,
1: uh, I think, I think, um, I don't know that Marcus Epps has like changed my opinion of him because I think I was relatively high on him coming in, but he's, I think he's looked the part.
2: I would agree. I think that I'm, uh, I'm on the Bo wolf bandwagon here that he's the best safety on the team, okay. which might not be saying much. I don't think that's a great group. I also think on the, on the safeties. Um, and again, you, you can't replace Anthony Harris's experience, right? Like that there's, there's something that comes with, Doing what he's done in the NFL for as long as he's done it, but I'm I'm not sure that like Andre Sashere isn't like their their second best safety or at, at least mm. is like uh, interesting could push for you know, or I I, I, I sh- like a Sachere. I shouldn't frame it that way not their second best safety that 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 maybe he's the third safety instead of Jaquiski Tart
1: yeah or Kevon Wallace or yeah. Josiah Scott yeah I think that's yeah. fair
2: okay all right anything else you want to talk about
1: before we get Marissa going.
2: No, let's let Marissa get to practice. We got, so what's the verdict tomorrow night?
1: Marissa, do you have a a pop culture uh, person for ZB?
2: Oh, I do, I do.
1: All right, let's do this. Okay.
2: It
3: was reported today that Kim Kardashian is no longer dating blank after nine months.
2: So I know this one, Pete Davidson, right? Wow, very good. Well, that's because of... uh, You know, I, I, am a big comedy fan. I'm not a music fan, but I'm a comedy fan, (laughs) right? So. It's one of my favorite things about you. What? It's what? But the fact that you,
1: you always offer up that you're a big comedy fan. (laughs)
2: Um, But yeah, so he had a Netflix special that I watched and he talked about, uh, he talked about this topic. He talked about like dating Kim Kardashian on the Netflix or or at least alluded to it on the Netflix special.
3: Very impressed. Zach, Zach Berman. Is a comedy fan and he likes to clap back. That's what I've learned. Yes.
2: From <laughs> so, uh, so, so back when I was um, at Star Ledger, so this was 2000 and uh, and eleven, um, and during the off season, this was this was the lockout, and I had to fill in on some Nets games. This was they were still the New Jersey Nets at the time, and Chris Humphreys was on the Nets, and mm-hmm. it was like uh, I, I remember it was such a big deal that and like people were like waiting to talk to Chris Humphries and I, I, I said to someone I'm like oh, am I missing like this isn't in my notes why is you know it's <laughs> like like am I missing something on Chris Humphries and it was it was because of, of he was I guess he was married at the time to Kim Kardashian or yeah his, for like yeah.
3: a whole 70 days okay or something yeah. like that yeah.
2: yeah does that timeline add, add add up though this it was 2011 the period when they were married
3: Probably. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. There's been there's been several few since okay. then. But um,
2: I i yeah, just very
3: should... impressed how fast you got that, yeah, Zach. Very yeah, good. Yeah, that
2: one I knew. Do you have another one here? I I, I, I think I'm underrated at, at this. I think music, I don't know, but but movies and TV shows and comedy, <laughs> Bo. Comedy? Yeah, comedy, I don't.
3: <laughs> I don't know, Bo, Rich do you Voss.
2: Have one? Rich Voss? Yeah. I don't know Rich Voss. Should I know Rich hey, Voss? I don't
3: either. You're actually stumping me on these too
2: he's a comedian
3: oh, oh. He's,
1: a, he's a grizzled vet i'm trying to yeah, give I, you a i'm trying okay. to i'm gonna see i'm trying to test your your comedy knowledge
2: yeah i don't know rich voss no
1: rich voss no all
2: right did you see any comedy this summer bo
1: in live yeah live no, i did, did you... not and i would have liked mm-hmm. to but the answer is no i mean you know casey he's got
2: gotcha. some good bits I saw Neil Brennan this summer. He was outstanding. Yeah. Great bit. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. Okay. Bo, I, well, I, I, I next episode, that? Zach.
3: I want, I want you to write a few jokes for the pod.
2: <laughs> no, but but Marissa, do you for... agree with me on this? When when Bo has has like a non sequitur to bring up, <laughs> I I sell it so much more. Like Bo didn't even he. <laughs> Bo will say, "What did you eat for dinner tonight?" or, "Or, or, or like, what was for dinner?" or, "Or you do what you doing on your off day?" What am I supposed day? to
1: say to you? Saying Neil Brennan was good. What? Like, oh, how good was he?
2: <laughs> you asked me what I did on, on my off day, and I, I didn't say nothing, right? Like, I, I engaged. So, I was, oh, okay. Right, you a little, yeah. It
3: is a weekend pod, so I, I appreciate the firiness <laughs> to end the episode. You know, that's yep. that's how we're gonna do it these days, I guess. Um, but. Yeah, um, I will agree that maybe sometimes that that Bo doesn't go back at you and you like engage in the conversation like that.
1: I don't think there's any doubt that that's true. I think He's a hundred percent correct.
3: <laughs> but again, I'm Switzerland, so I'm not taking any sides. Fair
1: enough. Yeah, I started laughing immediately because I knew you what you were about to say was for sure correct.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. So so tomorrow night the Eagles are practicing at the stadium. It's their only public practice. Of the summer uh, I guess we're, we're not doing a post-practice pod For that But any coverage you want We'll have on social media The Athletic And then they are, they have a walkthrough on Monday So we will not be there So we will be back for a pod on Tuesday We have Tuesday, Wednesday And then the game next Friday And then somewhere in there We'll hear from uh, Zach with a K About the Jets How do you
1: feel about um, Like we, we, for so long, it felt like for Eagles preseason, we had nothing but Thursday, 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 and now we—it's the whole thing is all over the place.
2: Yeah, I mean, I—I I,
1: we got a I Friday. Then what is it? A Friday, Friday, Saturday, or a Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
2: Well, it's the the afternoon game is is the wrinkle too. They had that one year against the Colts. I think it was 2013 when they had like a Sunday at one game. And Chip Kelly, I, I remember he's like, "We play it at, at one o'clock, so we should have the game there." And it was the only time that they had a a, a preseason game uh, on Sunday at one. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it 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 is a it is a, a little different. But like I said earlier. Plus, having the Jets lead things off instead
1: of being the uh, regular season finale, what are we that's doing? That's that's a little different.
2: Actually, uh, I was I was texting with someone on the beat about this the other day. Flex. The, okay, flex. <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm gonna say. the uh, The other big difference this year is cutdown day is on a Tuesday, right? Mm. Like typically, that's your Labor Day weekend. You got that yeah. Saturday cutdown day. You can't, you know, yeah, the family's trying to make plans for the for Labor Day, and you're like, sorry, I gotta you know uh it, it used to be i mean it's it's changed a bit but but you, but you had to try to break every single every single one of these so it's like uh you know you're you're hey have you heard anything it's not good yet for anybody. have you heard anything yet and it's yeah um and as i said on the podcast last year i'm particularly sensitive to that day now that i i, I know marissa so well like you know there that's a yeah
3: it's a, it's a tough weekend for yeah, sure exactly very stressful a lot of people
2: so so it's it's a tuesday now as opposed to Labor Day weekend. OK. Well, good stuff, Zach. I feel like this was
1: a good Zach episode.
3: <laughs> Every episode what's, is a good Zach What's episode. that mean? What's yeah, that I feel mean?
1: like we got a lot of Zach. If it, was, it was a good Zach episode. Was there was too much good? talking? No. No. OK.
3: Zach, to... stop apologizing. <laughs> yeah, you someone commented on YouTube that Zach is so sincere, he really needs to stop apologizing. We all love it. So all right, all right. yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. And I, feel like you're,
1: and I feel like your, and I feel uh, like your, your five o'clock shadow like got even, even more handsome <laughs> as the episode went on. We went long enough to like really see it grow. Well,
2: it'll be when you see me tomorrow. It'll be clean-shaven face. The here
1: so. suit Zach. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday. But uh, stay alert to The Athletic and everything else for what's going on with the Eagles. For Zach and Marissa and Elijah and Rich and Bo, thanks for listening. And as
3: always, we love you.